Hi, I'm John. And I'm Jeff. And welcome back to Love and Other Investments. Uh, Jeff, a few weeks ago, we did a episode on inflation. Yes. And we kind of talked about how people's budgets were getting blown up um, and then how they could kind of sense it um, and was causing potentially some stress um, and potentially causing some stress because um, if both parties were spending what they had been spending in the past and there wasn't now enough money to go around, um, it was creating some problems. So a couple of days ago, I saw an article on CNBC, which is the business channel on cable, one of the business channels. And they had an article on their website that was talking about how Americans right now are kind of racking up some credit card debt. And I've seen um, quite a bit of evidence of this in the um, Consumer Report numbers recently, yeah. um, that household consumer debt is climbing, and it's climbing very fast. Yeah, when you said this to me the other day, I was surprised because I thought that we were, partly related to the pandemic, we were at a spot as a country where our our debt, credit card debt, was the lowest it had ever been in a long time. It, that is correct. So, so tell us what happened. So, quick story. Um, before the <clears throat> pandemic, life was pretty good. Wages weren't going up a ton, but inflation was very low. And um, people had kind of gotten into a pattern of dealing with very low interest rates, and in other words, low mortgage rates. Um, a lot of people had mortgage rates of 2.5%, 3%, um, which was helping their budget. Um, there was a freeze on um, student loan debt that came because of the pandemic, um, which helped yeah. people's budgets. Sure. Um, there was, um, you know, low interest rates of in general, if you bought a new car, a lot of the companies were offering 0% for 60 months. Oh, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, we have come fully out of the 2008 uh, market crash, um, where a lot of people went through foreclosures. And, of course, the reason for a lot of those foreclosures, while certainly not everybody's reason, but there were a lot of people who had taken out second mortgages, um, and that compounded the problems that went along with the job losses People didn't have a lot of equity in their home, and when the price dropped, um, the homes weren't worth what they were paying the mortgages on. Yeah. So we've come through that, and a lot of people have that have you know kind of recovered from that financial hardship. You know, said, "Hey, I'm not letting that happen again. Um, we're we're going to put money down on the next house, and we're going to make you know substantial payments." A lot of people moved with these lower interest rates to to shorter term mortgages like 15 years and, and we're really adding equity and they're seeing the, you know, the equity go up in their home because they're paying the mortgage down and they're seeing the equity go up in their home because home prices have gone up. Yeah. And, you know, so there really hasn't been a big reason to be accruing credit card debt. The economy hasn't made it, the economy's made it easy to not incur credit card debt. That hasn't stopped everybody, you know, but, we're now in a situation with inflation, with the actual cost of all of the things that um, we are used to buying being more expensive and our wages not adjusting. Um, it's now more expensive to do the things that we would normally do. And our money isn't stretching quite as far as it used to. And we talked about that. Yeah. But there's something really different going on right now also. Which is what? And that is um, discretionary spending. And in fact, the article... Um, had a term for it that I had never heard before, and they call it revenge spending. Revenge spending? Yeah, what which sounds that? aggressive. It does. 
It's like, well, you need to talk about that? <laughs> Basically, what the article was saying is, is that the average person in America right now, and by the way, I've never met the average person. Sure. Um, I don't know if they live in Duluth or you know, Hoboken or where <laughs> right. they live. Right. But um, according to the article, about $345 a month of discretionary credit card spending was happening right now that was not getting repaid. You mean they were spending they were spending $345 more than they might have a year ago per month? They were currently spending about $345 a year. Last year, it was like 250 and the year before that, it was like 170 Okay. So it's, it's climbing and climbing fast. And I don't know that you can, um, you can credit some of this to inflation, but some of it is just, you know, whether it's kind of self-medication. I'm under a lot of stress. Uh, the world is falling apart underneath me. I'm thinking, was there pent-up demand? I mean, a lot of people kind of tighten their spending because they were really worried they were going to lose a job or right something like and that's an element also as we finally came out of the pandemic and dadgummit we're going to get on that plane and we're going to go to that place that we haven't gone to in forever sure um, and so there's been some spending that is just kind of pent up of you know kind of goes along with um, coming out of the lockdowns of, of covid but i'm not sure that a lot of people have thought through the idea that um, they're realizing what that what that's doing to them financially. Now, if you're saying, "Hey, we'll just solve it later," um, there's not a lot to talk about because later will come, and, and you'll have to figure it out. Sure. But I think there's probably quite a few people out there right now, and this is kind of why I'm wanting to do this episode, um, that aren't really paying attention to their credit card balances. They're paying about the same amount they do every month, um, maybe a little bit more, but the balance is slowly creeping up. The temperature's slowly going up. Yeah. Um, and this is creating um, some bills that are going to get harder and harder to pay back. This is the frog in the pot analogy? You want to tell, not everybody knows this. If you have, if you know this story, a lot of people do, but if you don't, so. Yeah, so there's this analogy where, you know, you put a frog in a pot of water and it's room temperature and you you very very slowly increase the temperature very slowly so it's the incremental increase is not noticeable by the frog and because they are not warm-blooded animals and and so they eventually just kind of boil to death in the in the pot right they don't notice the incremental change and they just die in the pot as opposed to if it was it was pretty hot when you put them in they jump right out correct so these small changes over time I don't know if that's true, by the way. Don't, don't try that with a real frog. <laughs> we like frogs. We like frogs. It's just Some an analogy. jerk did this a long time ago, right. and we're, we're going to find out who he is and right. make him pay. Um, but I think the point is, is that we need to have some awareness when our environment is changing around us. Um, and I think people, um, if they let it go too far, they find themselves in a place that is going to cause a ton more stress. Um, than, than what they're ready to face. And so I just want to give a few tips because, yes, things have gotten more expensive. And, yes, car loans have gotten more expensive. And, yes, if you take an exciting new job, you need to know that um, that wonderful low mortgage rate that you have, if you have to move for that job, you're going to lose it. You're going to have to face higher mortgage rates because they're not going to give you the old rate that you had sure, before. Sure. There's a lot of things going on right now, a lot of moving parts um, in the economy. And things that we used to think were a certain way are no longer that way. Now, disclosure time, 
This is just some general, basic financial education time. This you is are not, not anyone's financial planner that's no, listening. I'm not planning here. Yeah. I'm just telling you kind of what the weather is out there. Sure. Um, but having a, a, a moment where you check in with your spouse, um, whether that be you know every couple of weeks or once a month where you say, hey, just heads up, here's where we are. Here's where the checking account balance is. Here's where the savings account balance is. It's the credit um, card balance. This is what's going on with the credit card spending. These seem to be the big things that are driving change um, so that everybody is aware. Yeah. Hey, we used to be you know, $250 a month positive, and now we're, you know, we're running in the red a little bit, or that, that margin of safety is, is gone. We're still making it, but that margin of safety is gone. I think those types of little triage events when things are moving around are so important and I don't know how many, obviously I don't know, but I don't know how many couples have deliberately set up a system um, to communicate those things regularly. I have with my wife. And every week um, I, we, we keep close track of our dollars in a piece of software, online software. And you've always done this, Jeff? No. I, I, <laughs> you know the answer to that. No, I we didn't start doing this until you and I start work, working on this project. So and tell me how it worked before. Badly. Very, very badly. It, it was... Give us a day in the life. I mean, I'm I not mean, asking the, for a ton of disclosure it was, it here, was, but... Yeah, no, it was like, you know, we didn't have a communication path for talking about what to spend our money on. We just spent. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, sometimes we would have conflict about whatever that was, it, not like it was going to ruin our marriage, but it wasn't pleasant. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and we, we weren't headed in the same direction. We didn't have thoughts about what we were trying to build together. We were just going with the flow. We're letting it unfold. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's normal for a lot of people. They, you know, Maybe I mean? you are the average guy. Maybe. Here I live in Oklahoma City. Did right? you spend $346 last I did, month? I did not spend more money. Okay. I have not been spending more money. <clears throat> let, me, let me make a case here for why this is a big deal on this average guy. Because if the average guy is spending $346 a month that he's not really accounting for, and he's married to the average girl and she's spending $346, we're talking about $8,000 a year that you really don't know where it went or had a plan for. And for a lot of folks, that's what you put you know, that might be more than they're putting into their retirement plan sure. per year. Sure. Um, that might be more than they spend on a vacation or in just, a year. Or having an emergency fund or whatever. Having an emergency right. fund or, or paying for children's education. or I mean, we, the list is long, right? Right. It's a lot of money. $8,000 of, you know, financial horsepower of resources um, is a lot. Yeah. Um, and I want to say another thing, and that is that this is not a discussion for um, people who have lower incomes. I can't tell you the number of people that I have um, worked with over the years that have very high incomes um, that were blowing their budgets up. Yeah, the phenomenon is t- that you read in the article was an average, right? Mm-hmm. But certainly there were people who were spending quite a lot more than that. Right. And so this is relative to your budget size, right? Like if you mm-hmm. make X amount of dollars, it's, it's relative to the X, whatever that number is. 
I think we all kind of get entitled to a certain amount of frivolity. Friv- what's the word? Yeah, I'm looking frivolity. For? Yeah. Yeah, where you just say, you know what, we we have, we've we've done, we've worked hard, we have this stuff, and and if I want to blow X on A, B, and C, it doesn't it doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And I, my spouse does it too, and we're all fine with it. In the and last I think, two years, I've been I've been holding back on these expenditures, so now I'm okay to do it. Yeah, and now we're in a situation where the the groundwork, the foundation under all of those types of things has changed. You know, what we're paying for food, what we're paying for gas, what we're paying for, for medical costs, what we're paying for airline tickets, what we're paying for all of these things is changing. Sure. And if the base expenses has come up and now all of a sudden you're saying, hey, we're going into the red every, you know, if you are, and you need to know if you are, if we're going into the red every month, you need to know that that's happened. Right. I think... Um, little self-disclosure here. One of the things that I find most annoying in others, which is probably what I find annoying in myself, <laughs> is entitlement. Yeah. You know, this sense of, well, hey, I work hard. I, you know, I should I deserve get to, it. I deserve it. Um, you know, you know, we've done well. You know, we can do X, Y, and Z. And the truth is, is none of us are entitled to being successful every month. Yeah. None of us are entitled to excess. Yeah. Um, and we all have to be accountable at some level to ourselves and to our, our plans um, and to our spouse sure. and, and, and to the future because the future is coming. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just I saw that article and I thought, you know, if, if a couple of our listeners, you know, were in a situation where they go, you know what, we, we really haven't been paying attention to what's going on with our credit card balances. Um, we really haven't paid attention to, you know, how inflation has changed the, the fabric of our expense structure. Um, this would be a really good time with so many moving parts to get back in there and take a look and see how all this change that has happened in the last sure. two years is, is really starting to affect the day-to-day. You know, one of the big things you and I talk about um, is the idea that, that we, we should have uh, a shared set of values with our partner mm-hmm. that's co-created and that we're working toward right. together. We're pulling on the same rope together for that. And I think that's a, uh, a cure mm-hmm. to this kind of a dilemma mm-hmm. because I know for me and my wife, you know, I think about what it is that I'm going to be spending relative to those values. And that does help me decide whether or not something you know if i'm using discretionary dollars on something you know that i wouldn't normally whether or not i want to do that it helps to help me personally i don't know for everyone but for me personally decide you know is this the right thing to be spending my dollars on and and the second part of it is you know that we you and i've talked about many times is knowing where your location is financially at all times, which is what you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. is extremely important in this kind of situation. Yeah, because even if a year ago or two years ago you knew what your financial location is or was, yeah. your location may have changed. It changed. It definitely It may changed. not be where you left it. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, if you think finding your keys is a challenge, wait till you, you know, try to find out how to pay for some debts that you didn't really even have an awareness that you had accumulated. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, we, it's an interesting paradox that, that word location, because it's really a snapshot. Mm -hmm. You know, our, our dollars are always moving, right? They're never actually still 
where you know money's coming in and it's going out all the time. And so we're just taking a snapshot of a moment. And, as, and if you do that on a regular basis, you have a sense of what that motion is, right? right. But right. if you don't, then you, I think it's really easy to spend 300 and whatever it was a month extra and not realize it until a month or two later. And you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, now I have $2,000 of debt that mm-hmm. I didn't realize. And I know this is a thing because I work with people who find themselves, and this is really the way it is described by them, well, we found ourselves with more debt than what we had thought. We found that we we found that we had taken on um, some expenses that we hadn't really planned on. Yeah. And that discovery of those types of things is often pretty painful. And I will often ask them to go back and go through those credit card bills and figure out where it actually went. And it probably won't shock you to find that a lot of people won't go back and actually and do, do that. it. Yeah. I don't want to know. It's painful. It's like, nope, don't want to know. Don't want to start that argument. I don't want to feel bad about it. It's in the past. It doesn't matter. Right. And I don't think because something's painful and because it's in the past means it doesn't matter. Correct. And that's bigger than just about money. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, when the world changes around you, we need to adapt. Um, and, you know, finding out where we are um, and, and having a clear sense of what's changing around us is some of the best defense that we can play. Sure. Um, and you got to play defense before you get to go on offense in this situation. Yeah. I just think that's really, um, really helpful to think that way. Yeah. So give it a look. Figure out where you're at. Has something changed? Has a lot of things changed? And if so, um, you know, have some conversations with your spouse about, you know, where is this going? Is, is this mean that our values have changed? Or does this mean that um, we haven't been paying as close attention to him as maybe we should have? All right. Another good job. All right. Thanks. See you next time. Yep.